0: Good day, everyone. Welcome to my show. You are listening to Partners in Health and Biz. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride, and I'm so very happy you could join me this morning or this day, I should say. So this is a wonderful, beautiful day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So if you tuned into the last episode, we are still completing Miracle cures, natural ways to heal the body and also it will some of these remedies will also help the body, mind and spirit. So let's talk about first of all before we conclude because there were a few things that I did not complete from last episode which was about vitamin C and vitamin E but uh, so but we're going to, kick off this morning with the latest news from the Centers for Disease and uh, Convention, um, CDC, Centers for Disease and Control, I'm sorry. Um, So the latest, and I know you want to know the latest news, Is always something going on with the coronavirus, right? The COVID-19. So this is the latest, the day after a newly coronavirus. (laughs) virus-free president biden embarked on a post-infection vacation to south carolina the centers for disease control and prevention uh released revisions to pandemic guidance that clearly indicate a shift from the state of emergency approach that has been in place at least on the federal level so what is that well the new news unveiled by the CDC's chief field epidemiologist, Dr. Greta Massetti, on Thursday afternoon. Thursday, which was August the 12th, no, no, Thursday, August the 11th. And this is what was released. Um, She was talking about the dangers posed by the coronavirus, but also allows people to make their own decisions about how much those dangers should dictate their lives. So what does that mean? Well, the guidance acknowledges that the pandemic is not over, unlike what some people believe but also helps us move to a point where COVID-19 no longer severely disrupts our daily lives. Massetti said in a statement that accompanied the new guidance, which was cheered by some and denounced by others, of course. Among several revisions, the update says that screening testing of asymptomatic, asymptomatic people without known exposures is no longer necessary. I repeat, they said that this is what they revealed. This is what they've decided. Screening testing of asymptomatic people without known exposures is no longer necessary. The new guidance also recommends case case investigation and contact tracing only in healthcare settings and certain high risk congregate settings. Such shifts are meant to reduce some of the inconvenience and disruption people and institutions have experienced in trying to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. The new approach emphasizes finding and treating cases of serious illness, not stamping out every infection. An accompanying guidance for schools dispenses with last year's test-to-stay policy with mandates that students... It mandated that students in a classroom with a confirmed coronavirus exposure be tested regularly in order to keep attending school. Well, that has changed. The new rules still recommend that people who are sick with COVID-19 should isolate at home, but people, including students in schools, do not have to quarantine if they have been exposed to someone who had tested positive but are not feeling sick themselves. Instead, people who who have been exposed should take a diagnostic test on the fifth day after the date of exposures, they say. And, of course, to wear a mask for 10 days after that date. Quarantine is no longer recommended for people who are exposed to COVID-19 except in certain high risk congregate settings such as correctional facilities, homeless shelters, and nursing homes. The Thursday revised rules say in schools and early childhood education settings, which are generally not considered high risk congregate settings, people who were exposed to COVID-19 should follow recommendations to wear a well-fitting mask and get tested okay people isolating with coronavirus symptoms still need to wear a mask for five days after the end of the five-day isolation period okay but the agency no longer emphasizes physical distancing what okay <laughs> a popular practice from the earlier days of the pandemic uh and i'm sure a lot of people are still doing that but some people aren't i know uh, quite a few people are not um, from the early days of the pandemic that later became contentious physical distance is just one component of how to protect yourselves and others the revised guidance says and while Earlier rules treated vaccinated and unvaccinated people differently. That difference, get this, has now been erased. (laughs) Even if the CDC continues to urge vaccination as a baseline protection. New variants of the coronavirus have shown the ability to evade the defenses offered by vaccines. Well... (laughs) Many of us knew that, making them less effective than had once been hoped. They're still tested. They don't know. Okay, so at the same time, so many people have been infected with the coronavirus. Yes, that natural immunity appears to have provided a bulwark of its own. Well, some people haven't been infected with the coronavirus some people have some people have not Um, but let's see what we're going to do right Mm -hmm. so high levels of again population immunity due to vaccination and previous infection and the many tools that we have available to protect people from severe illness and death According to the CDC, Dr. Massetti had put us in a different place, Massetti acknowledged on Thursday. Even many states with Democratic leadership where caution had been the norm for the most, most of the first two years of the pandemic started to return to a kind of pre-pandemic normal in early 2022. I know they called my sister back to work. She works for the... Uh, Washington, D.C. government, and she had been not working since the uh, pandemic, not working in the office, but working from home, as many of us are. I'm, I'm still working from home. My job as a medical um, agent, Medicare agent, selling Medicare Advantage products allows me to work from home all the time, <laughs> remotely. So I'm working remotely. But the new CDC guidance seems to acknowledge that reality, leaving individuals to make, to acknowledge that reality, I should say, leaving individuals to make their own decisions about how many protections to take. Well, you know, that's up to you. I certainly don't want to catch the coronavirus. I mean, I know They're talking about so many people that have caught it, that there's an immunity, community immunity (laughs) built up. But people that have caught it and talked to me and told me how terrible they felt, I don't want to experience that even if it's, even if I don't have to go into the hospital and die. So I I don't even want to think about being severely ill. So, thank God. Let's just keep praying and doing what we have to do to stay healthy and safe. Um, so, I'm glad, uh, Massetti, I think this is by Massetti, Dr. Massetti. She says, I'm glad the CDC is finally meeting the moment and recognizing our broad health needs beyond simply not getting COVID. Dr. Lucy McBride, that's what her, her quote she's a Washington internist and podcaster she wrote in an email to Yahoo News for kids in particular she says it's not time to more appropriately balance the harms of COVID with the harms of mitigation measures so she says it's time to more appropriately not It's not time, but it's time to more appropriately balance the harms of COVID with the harms of mitigation issues or measures. COVID is here to stay. Living in a perpetual state of emergency isn't sustainable. It's also not necessary with widespread availability of vaccines and therapeutics. So... For those who have not received any vaccines, even though the vaccines do not protect against a lot of the variants, it will help. It will help if you have uh, received some of the vaccines up to, I guess, up to this point. And uh, it will help, but it may, it doesn't, none of these vaccines guarantee that you're not going to get COVID. A lot of people believe that uh, when you talk to them, have you ever had COVID? No, I've been vaccinated. Well, that's, you're, you're blessed. You know, even though you've been vaccinated, as I said, that does not mean that you're not susceptible or that you cannot get COVID-19, become a victim of COVID-19. And so, anyway, (laughs) So others, however, lamented that a presidential administration that had promised to listen to the science was abdicating its responsibility to Americans left vulnerable by illness, poverty, and other conditions. Capitulation, said Yale public health expert Greg Consolvis. In a text message to the Yahoo News, he and others have noted that hundreds continue to die daily from COVID-19 and that poor people and people of color have borne the the brunt of the pandemic from the start. Yes, 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 we have. We need a vaccination and bolster or booster campaign and delivery. Boston University public health expert Julia Ruffman told yahoo news she also argued that data-driven surge policies that turn on mask mandates early and bad surges to avoid widespread harm to health overflowing hospitals and work and school disruptions Los Angeles County came close to reimposing a mask mandate in July, just last month, only to decide at the last minute against doing so. The White House did not respond to a Yahoo News request for comment, but officials there have used Biden's own bout with the coronavirus as evidence that vaccination combined with treatment readily blunt the effects of the disease. So I can attest to that my parents both elderly in their 90s both after being fully vaccinated did contract the coronavirus however according to the um the test the nasal uh, test that was given that they give at this time with the q-tips up your nose um they never came down with any severe illness the only thing they had was a little nose running sniffles and a little cough not even a bad cough so so let's let's look at this scientifically let's look at all the evidence let's look what the vaccines have done let's look what the vaccines cannot do um, and continue to do what we can to do to stay healthy okay all right so um and they like massetti have pointed out that the ever evolving pathogen is unlikely to fully disappear as some had once hoped that hope now seems woefully naive. So if you're expecting this to go away, I'm so sorry. This is here to stay for the, I mean, for the most part. And, uh, if the Lord comes back, then I hope he does before it gets severely worse or, you know, whatever. These are signs of the times. I just, uh, I recommend you read your Bible, if you believe, if you're a believer like I am, and read the chapter of Revelation. It is also in other chapters of the Bible, not just Revelations. Revelation But we are living in those that believe the last days. So you can follow the signs, follow the signs. So to conclude with the update for the coronavirus, this virus is going to be with us forever, according to Dr. Ashish Jha the White House Pandemic um, Response Team Coordinator. He said at a briefing last month, The the new rules come as students prepare to return to school and many white collar workers head back to the office. Meanwhile, airplanes are packed as are sports stadiums and restaurants. The goal has to be to minimize disruption to school, work and other aspects of life. Medical analyst Dr. Lee Lena Wen told Yahoo News in an email. It also acknowledges that at this point people have different levels of risk and risk tolerance and need to be able to choose mitigation measures accordingly. So I submit to you um, today, these are the latest findings from the center of uh, CDC the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, okay? And that means you decide what's going to work best for you. If you want to social distance, continue to do that. If you want to continue to wear your mask, continue to do that. If you haven't been vaccinated and you want to do that, get vaccinated. And if you have been vaccinated, then... Good for you. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Um, But also continue to wash your hands. And if you are sick, if you have been diagnosed with COVID-19, you've taken a test or the doctors have diagnosed you, then you definitely want to uh, seclude yourself and quarantine yourself for the five to ten days that is recommended before you and then you retest yourself and then you can go back out and proceed as you would okay so so that was the latest for now we're going to go back to and complete the last information about vitamin c and d in Another landmark study: Vitamin C was success, successfully used as a post-angioplasty drug to keep arteries open, according to Japanese cardiologists in Tokai University in Kanagawa. Angioplasty is a procedure often used to unblock clogged arteries. Because the arteries frequently close up again within several months, doctors are always looking for ways to prevent their reclosure. In the new Japanese study of 119 patients, a daily dose of 500 milligrams of vitamin C was incredibly effective. Four months after the surgery, only 24% of those who took vitamin C had closed arteries or Restinosis, as it is called, compared with 43% of the patients who did not get vitamin C. By anybody's standards, it was a blockbuster result. A modest dose of an absolutely safe pill, costing a few cents a day, nearly doubled the chances of a successful heart procedure. Further, it reduced the need for repeat surgery by about 60%. Wow. Only 12% of those who took vitamin C needed another heart procedure compared with 29% of those who were not getting vitamin C. Harvard professor Thomas Grayboys, director of the Lorne Cardiovascular Center in Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, agrees that vitamin C can't hurt and may help in treating people with heart disease. So what about a cholesterol booster hmm. well taking vitamin c can also lower bad ldl cholesterol according to a well-designed double-blind randomized study in australia taking 1000 milligrams of vitamin c depressed ldl cholesterol by 16 percent after four weeks okay i love it i love it A gram of vitamin C can also lower blood pressure, according to U.S. Department of Agriculture studies. Among people with high blood pressure, a daily 1,000 milligram dose of vitamin C reduced both systolic, which is the upper number, and diastolic, which is the lower number, pressure about 7%. Okay, so let's see. I think, where were we? Okay, the safety factor. Vitamins E and C are some of the safest substances known even in high doses, far more than the doses needed for therapeutic effects. Vitamin C does not cause kidney stones as once believed or other significant side effects. There is no long-term toxicity for for either vitamin. Vitamin E can have a slight blood thinning effect. So check with your doctor if you are taking other heart medications, spe- especially anticoagulants. Generally, authorities do not advise taking more than 1,000 IU of vitamin E daily, except on the advice of a doctor. So the recommended doses, as you remember from last uh, episode, For vitamins to be effective to help with any type of uh, conditions, lowering your cholesterol, helping with your arteries. So you need 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily. And from 400 to 800, I use international units of vitamin E daily to have a pharmacological effect on arteries and the heart. All right, but it is not recommended and it's not good to take more than 1,000 IUs of international units of vitamin E. Only 400 to 800. Consumer concerns. California researchers have found that synthetic vitamin E, dl alpha toperwarl. Protects LDL cholesterol from oxidation as well as slightly more expensive vitamin, natural vitamin E, which is the D alpha toporol. So there's two it's the synthetic, which is vitamin E, which is the D L alpha toporol protects LDL cholesterol from antioxidant oxidation as well as the slightly more expensive natural vitamin E, D-alpha-toparol. However, many antioxidant experts favor natural vitamin E, of course, and that form was used in the highly successful Cambridge study. So, it, get your hands on the natural vitamin E. It's much better. Vitamin C of any type appears to work. The type effective in Dr. Freeze's artery study was a low cost brand from a drugstore. Reports that a more expensive vitamin C called ester C is superior have not held up. In fact, one study found plain old vitamin C better. <laughs> so I think that that gives you some, uh, that helps there so you don't have to worry about going out and making sure that you buy the most expensive vitamin c because these vitamins actually they're only going to be in your system for a little while and what you don't need when you urinate they're going to come out anyway okay <laughs> so just uh he the warnings of how to take them properly and you'll be fine What else are they good for? Antioxidant vitamins, antioxidant vitamins, vitamin E and C, yes, including vitamins E and C are being tested and used to treat a number of diseases. Cancer, asthma, infertility, diabetes, arthritis, degenerative eye diseases, and degenerative brain diseases such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. If you have asthma, for example, you might try a daily dose of 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Now, that's the vitamin C, okay? According to a new analysis, there have been 11 studies of the treatment of asthma with vitamin C since 1973. Fully Seven studies found improved breathing in vitamin C takers. Taking 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily has reversed, get this, infertility in some males. High doses of vitamin E, IU, 1,000 IU daily, normalized blood sugar in diabetics. Okay combinations of antioxidants, including vitamin E and C, have slowed the progression of cataracts and macular degeneration, a serious age-related eye disease, sometimes resulting in blindness. Well, that's very good news. So as long as your doctor approves, if you have cataracts or macular degeneration i would definitely recommend that you take the vitamin e and c to help reduce the progression of cataracts and macular degeneration um, which is a serious again a serious age-related eye disease that can result in blindness so do what you can so you can continue to see Uh, so that's my advice so let's conclude this episode and this most likely uh ladies and gentlemen will be the last miracle cures natural cures for uh helping to heal the body using herbs vitamins and other natural remedies Uh, this will be the last episode and then we'll jump into a whole nother episode of partners in health and biz so obviously, the more you know about natural remedies, in particular ones you are interested in using, the better. And the more serious the disease you are attempting to treat, the more care you must exercise and the more you must know. There is no substitute for knowledge as the doctors, scientists, and patients cited if there is one thing to keep uppermost in your mind it is that many natural remedies particularly those that have effects on serious diseases such as congestive heart failure depression cancer chronic fatigue syndrome must be approached with respect they work because they have strong pharmacological activity although their side effects are generally much less than those of prescription pharmaceuticals which makes them especially attractive natural natural remedies if abused or overused can also harm you okay so in the best of all worlds you would have a highly trained person a pharmacist a doctor or another health profession professional to help guide you to tell you what you need how to decide among products and brands how much to take what to expect just as you do when you buy prescription drugs okay so that concludes this episode of partners in health and biz i certainly hope i have been helpful and I want you to go back and re-listen if there are certain aspects of the show that you missed or didn't understand. Until next Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> stay healthy, get out, get some fresh air and exercise, and business savvy. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. Ta-ta for now, and God bless you, everyone. Stay safe, and God bless you.